It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here's today's host, Dan Rusinowski. Tonight, the San Jose Sharks face off against the Florida Panthers at SAP Center at San Jose. It is great to be back in town, and I was ably assisted over the weekend by the voice of the San Jose Barracuda of the American Hockey League, Nick Nolenberger. And so we thought we would have Nick join us on today's show. First things first, Nick, how was your first National Hockey League regular season broadcast? Uh, it was uh, it was an absolute thrill, Dan. And first and foremost, you know, thank for, thanks for allowing me to just uh, take your seat for a night. But yeah, it was an absolute blast. Obviously, we would have wished for a better result. But um, as you know, that first one is special and, and something that I will uh, I'll never forget. Well, certainly there were a lot of things that happened in the game that you'll never forget. And that's the way it was for me back in 1991. <laughs> and uh, certainly one of the things that you got to see were uh, a couple of big saves by Mackenzie Blackwood. You saw a couple of fluky plays, but you also got your very first National Hockey League play-by-play -play call, which we're going to listen to now. Hurdle to the top of the circle, right wing side, throw quickly on that two hurdle, backhander, they score! A loose puck is dug home, and the Sharks have leveled the score. It's going to be Luke Cunning on the board, and we're tied at 1-1. Well, that was Luke Cunning putting the Sharks on the board at that point, tying the game 1-1. But after that, what happened, Nick? Unfortunately for the Sharks, I mean, the game was tight all the way until the third period. It was 2-1 to one after 40 minutes. Mackenzie Blackwood was absolutely outstanding. The Sharks continually are giving up too many shots. He made some big-time saves to keep the team, obviously, in the game. And then you get a power play goal against early in the third. That was deflating. And then we'll talk about it. But the Radko Gudis pinball... Uh, lofting goal that ends up going over Mackenzie Blackwood. He had no chance on it, uh, really sealed the deal. So for the Sharks, you look at the final score, obviously 4-1 to one is not great. Uh, the game was much closer than that. They just really could not generate enough offense, unfortunately. Late in the game, Anaheim really pressed, and the Sharks had no answer and just could not uh, cut into the lead. And Anaheim was a good, young, hungry team. Um, they continued that momentum. They had won six in a row before dropping two in a row, and they got back on track with a win against the Sharks. Well, it certainly was an interesting game. And, of course, no Trevor Zegers in that contest. What was the update on him? Yeah, no, Zegers is dealing with uh, with an injury, and I think he's he's off to a really slow start as well just because he came in I, so late because he was waiting to sign that contract. And you know how it goes. Sometimes these guys wait so long, they aren't participating in training camp. The timing's not right. And he's got one goal to his credit. He's dealt with some injuries. So is Jamie Drysdale, who's another young player uh, within the yeah. Ducks system who has not played much. Um, has dealt with injuries the last couple of years, so he didn't play either. But they got Alex Kalorn back a few days ago. Um, he had broke his finger in the preseason against the Sharks. He's obviously an impact player. We mentioned Gudis, another player they brought in who's a veteran who's coming off a Stanley Cup run with Florida. So they really blended uh, a mix of young players, talented, high draft picks. And now they've got some old veterans in there as well who, who are contributing. And Frank Petrano is the perfect example. He scored twice. He's up to 11 goals already. He's got two hat tricks through the first 10 or so games on the season. So he's been white hot and, you know, they've got a lot of guys pulling the rope and they've got momentum and they've got confidence. And as you know, Dan, that goes a long way in the NHL. 
Well, Vetrano scored a couple of beauties against the Sharks, but of course, maybe there would would have been more against the San Jose had it not been for the goaltending of Mackenzie Blackwood, as you had referenced. And here's one of those saves that Mac made in the first period. Off the face-off draw, controlled by the Ducks. Fowler right to the near side. A point-blank look, and what a stop by Mackenzie Blackwood by Jackson Lacombe. And now some pushing and shoving post-whistle. What a lateral save by Mackenzie Blackwood with the left pad to keep it at a 1-1 game. Lateral movement's surely important in goaltending these days. Mackenzie Blackwood doing that in the first period when the game was tied 1-1. And then when it was 2-1, there was another big save he made. Ducks recollect hard body check. Good play there by Addison to separate his man from the puck, but it goes straight to Terry. Terry takes a sharp turn, near side, opens up, tried to lay it in front, got the Kalor, point blank. Oh, what a save there by Blackwood, reaching out with the right pad and reels it in to hold on. Yeah, that was a really big one, too. Just good reaction using the size, athleticism. Uh, the one thing that you wonder about, though, Nick, when you when you consider this, is, is how the goaltending in the Sharks organization holds up if they keep getting quality shots and in such volume as they've been getting. What's it been like with Magnus Crota and Georgi Romanov with, with the Barracuda? in that regard well i think you know both have been good uh corona's coming off his first win of the season that was on sunday so good for him to get that he had played really well before his recall to the sharks got his first taste of the nhl uh, about a week and a half ago still getting used to i think the pro game uh here with the sharks organization played four years at college romanoff has really been a very pleasant surprise he's big he's athletic he's kept the barracuda in a lot of games this year it's been a three-headed monster as McAdamey is. He's played just one game, but uh, hopefully he's back. He's been skating. So um, you've got three different options for, for head coach John McCarthy to utilize. But uh, again, Romanov has been a guy I've circled as has been a really pleasant surprise. Just coming in with not a ton of experience, didn't have a ton of experience, frankly, at a high level over in Russia as well. But he's got the size. He checks that box. He's very athletic. Uh, he's tough. We've seen him ru get run over in and a couple of games consecutively where the training staff had to come out to him and, and tend to him, and, and he shook him off and was able to stay in the game. So um, for the Sharks organization, I think there's a lot more depth at that position than even they had a, a season ago, and they'll continue to, to tr try to provide depth there, whether it's via free agency or, or via the draft. But there is a trend with the goalies within the system, and that's large, big, and athletic. And for for both Krona and Romanov, I think it's been a good start to their to their young debuts at least at the pro level in North America and it's about stacking performances and we'll see if one of those guys really takes the reins as as a number one but for now it's been by committee for for John McCarthy and his team we're getting caught up with San Jose Sharks hockey as I return from Toronto and all the festivities and Nick Nolenberger who as you were hearing called the action capably in Anaheim on Sunday and certainly um, the, the Sharks in a position with their goaltending through the system where things are much improved from last year. And let's not forget about Beck Warm, who's playing with the Wichita Thunder in the ECHL. But back to Romanov, given the fact that Makaniemi is still coming back from all of the uh, the health problems that he's had over the course of the last couple of years, he's still got a lot of promise to be an NHL goaltender. But I wasn't totally excited about Romanov. I don't think you were either when we saw him in development camp. But all of a sudden, it seems like he's, he's doing a little bit better. What do you see? the improvement there well one of the big things I, I think that i keep going back to is after development camp he actually stayed in san jose instead of going back home to Russia, he stayed in san jose i think that helped him assimilate to not only the culture but the area staying in the area allowed for him to get more comfortable uh this was the first time he was in north america and you've got to imagine with just the language barrier the culture it's a long ways from home 
Um, that's going to impact a player and a young player at that. But he is a little bit, I would say, older in terms of a prospect, uh, still young and certainly still uh, a lot of room for growth. But just sticking around, hanging out and, and being you know, in the Sharks organization, working out with the training staff, all that stuff, I think, has paid huge dividends for him. We have to get to this goal by Radko Gudis, uh, who made it four to one and finished off the scoring for Anaheim the other night because it was one of the weirdies. The comb peels away. Vetrano has it now. Ducks three, Sharks one. Vetrano back to the point. And the shot from the midpoint is blocked. Now right side, Gudis winds up. Uh-oh, they score. Gudis took a shot from the point. It got deflected into the air. You could see Blackwood looking around. He had no clue where it was. And it just fluttered over him into the back of the net. That's one of the weirder goals we've called uh, over the course of, of history. I, I don't think I could have called it any better. I'll tell you what, I remember that Kevin BX, a weird goal in, in game five of the conference final back in 2011. That's right up there. Went off a Hoffman stick and went over Vlasic. He tried to get it, couldn't reach it. And I don't think uh, Blackwood knew what hit him when it, when it went to the back of the net. But what was your view of that? It was it was like I and I described it later as the period continued. It reminded me uh, of someone hitting a golf ball out of out of sand, uh, just the way it had backspin on it. Uh, it was kind of fluttering in the air, had a little English to it. Blackwood had no chance once that hit the stick of Hoffman, as you alluded to. Uh, he lost it and he's looking around, kind of has no idea. He starts to backtrack a little bit into his net just to, to try to protect the net. And it went perfectly over him. It fluttered directly over his head and it hit square in the back of the net. I think it hit the back pipe. Uh, right in the middle of the net. So it was an absolutely fluky goal. And unfortunately for the Sharks, so they need they need bounces and things to go in their way. That was kind of the, the final nail, if you will, in the coffin for them. But just a bizarre goal. And for Anaheim, when, you, when you're going and things are going in your way, sometimes you get goals and bounces like that. Well, Nick, thanks a lot for filling in for me. I'll be on the air at 7 o'clock tonight with Brett Hedekin as the Sharks take on the Panthers. That is our morning skate show for today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.